Guideline First Look Guideline for Autologous Tissue Management by Lisa Croak The updated AORN, Guideline for Autologous Tissue Management, which was first released in 2014, provides recommendations related to preservation of autologous tissue, for example, skin vessels. It also includes recommendations on team communication, handling, packaging, labeling, storage, disposal, transport, and documentation related to autologous tissue. According to Julie Kahn, perioperative practice specialist and lead author of the guideline, the potential for infection at the site of replantation or autotransplantation is the biggest risk to patients when using autologous tissue. This update is intended to provide evidence-based practice recommendations to reduce the risk of patient infection by preventing tissue contamination or compromise during the handling, packaging, storage, and transportation processes, she said. The full guideline will be available in the AORN Facility Reference Center on December 1, 2019. Cranial Bone Flaps New recommendations related to cranial bone flaps were added. Based on moderate quality evidence, it is appropriate to preserve cranial bone flaps via freezing, cryopreservation, or storage in a subcutaneous pocket. The method for preparing them for preservation should be identified. It was clear from the literature that there is considerable variability in the processes used to prepare cranial bone flaps for preservation, Kahn said. Although no studies compared preparation methods, several reported methods used, including beginning the preparation process as soon as it is known that the bone will be preserved, removing blood and soft tissue, irrigating or immersing the bone in a solution, drying excess fluid from the bone, wrapping the bone in sterile gauze, sealing the bone in two sterile bags or a sterile container, packaging and labeling the bone, and placing the bone in the freezer as soon as possible. When freezing or cryopreserving a cranial bone flap, the optimal temperature range should be determined based on the planned duration of storage, risk for microbial growth, and preservation of osteocyte viability. The maximum storage duration should be based on the preservation and packaging methods, temperature range, and individual patient circumstances. If opting to use a manufacturer's prepackaged storage kit to freeze or cryopreserve the bone, the instructions for use should be followed. When choosing to store a cranial bone flap in a subcutaneous pocket, patients and their caregivers should be educated on caring for the surgical incision over the storage area to avoid activities, such as rubbing, that may increase the risk of resorption or atrophy of the preserved tissue, skin breakdown, or bone formation in the subcutaneous pocket. During the replantation procedure, the cranial bone flap should be removed from the packaging as close as possible to when it will be used. The process for thawing a frozen or cryopreserved cranial bone flap may include thawing it in the sterile packaging in the OR or in a warm solution. Rarely, a cranial bone flap may fall on the floor and become contaminated. When this happens, it is important to use mechanical methods of decontamination, including rinsing with normal saline, soaking for five minutes in a normal saline solution and scrubbing with a scrub brush for one minute, pulsatile lavage with normal saline at a low setting, or processing at a tissue bank. Hydrogen peroxide, chlorhexidine glutinate, and ethanol should not be used for decontamination because these solutions can result in ineffective decontamination 
or cell toxicity. Skin The updated guideline includes new recommendations related to skin. Preparation methods for skin preservation can include placing the epithelial side of the graft down on a sheet of tulle gras, folding the graft in half, rolling it in gauze moistened with saline, and placing the wrapped skin in a sterile container. Decisions regarding the storage medium or solution should be made in collaboration with a surgeon, an infection preventionist, and a pharmacist. Moderate quality evidence suggests that putting antibiotics in a storage medium or solution may be beneficial. The benefit of using storage solutions or media with antibiotics for skin preservation is that they may decrease the amount of potentially infectious organisms, Kahn said. Patient allergies should be considered before antibiotic use in facility antibiotic stewardship programs may guide the use of antibiotics in storage media or solutions. Femoral head, incus, and adipose tissue. The updated guideline includes new sections on femoral heads, incudes, and adipose tissue. Evidence suggests that some facilities are preserving these items, Kahn said. Therefore, these topic areas were added to the guideline to provide perioperative team members with evidence-based guidance when caring for these patients and to alert researchers that more studies should be done on these topics. Femoral heads can be preserved in an iliac pocket. With this method, patients and their caregivers should be educated on how to care for the surgical incision over the storage area. Options to prepare a femoral head include rinsing it with sterile normal saline, wiping the surface, removing articular cartilage and periosteum, and dividing it in half. No recommendation could be made for freezing or cryopreservation because no research was found on this practice. Although no recommendation could be made for the preservation of the incus in a patient's body, patients and their caregivers should be educated on how to care for the surgical incision storage area for whichever storage method, for example, postauricular or postragal pocket, is selected. For adipose tissue, no recommendation could be made for cryopreservation and delayed autotransplantation because the balance of benefits and harms is unclear. Handling. The handling section includes two new recommendations that address methods for preventing contamination on the sterile field, including handling the tissue as little as possible, changing sterile gloves before handling the tissue, and covering the tissue while waiting for a decision about disposition. Any packaging or container to be used should be inspected to confirm sterility before being opened and placed on the sterile field. The patient's tissue information, including patient identifiers, the preserved tissue name, the preservation solution, and the expiration date should be confirmed with the scrub person before placing the tissue on the sterile field. Storage, Disposal, and Cleaning The Storage, Disposal, and Cleaning section includes a new recommendation to identify protocols to manage tissue that is close to its expiration or maximum storage duration. This should be done in collaboration with a surgeon and infection preventionist. A tissue expiration date is not always required, Kahn said. However, most tissue will have a maximum duration of storage based on the tissue type, preservation method, storage conditions, packaging type, and packaging expiration dates. 
Before disposing of tissue that is close to the expiration date or maximum storage duration, perioperative personnel may review the patient's status, evaluate the condition of the packaging, alert the surgeon that the tissue is close to the maximum duration of storage, and contact the patient's legal representative for release of the tissue. Team Communication The updated guideline includes a new section outlining recommendations regarding team communication. These include discussing expected preservation, replantation or autotransplantation of the tissue during the briefing, reviewing autologous tissue that is on the sterile field, is in the room, or has been set for preservation during the handover process between OR team members, and confirming the name of the tissue and preservation method used during the debriefing. Clear team communication may prevent errors in autologous tissue handling, packaging, labeling, storage, and transportation, Khan said. The addition of these recommendations will help teams create a communication process that spans all perioperative phases of patient care. Conclusion This updated guideline provides evidence-based recommendations to help prevent the compromise and contamination of autologous tissue. The new and updated guidance aims to help perioperative teams prepare cranial bone flaps, skin, and femoral heads for preservation, communicate effectively to prevent errors when handling tissue, handle tissue in a manner that prevents contamination on the sterile field, and manage tissue that is close to its expiration date or maximum storage duration.